Hello and welcome to another episode, season finale of Mr. Z. And Fifth. Yes, I'm your host with the most, Mr. Z and Fifth. Yeah, so we're going to bring you another episode today. We have much to talk about today. What's up, Fifth? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? We got a lot to talk about. We're going to, uh, let me just first by saying for those who are listening, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, but not in the way that you think, audience. Uh, also, we're going to talk about what's going on in uh, Jamaica, Trinidad. We're going to mention some things about black history. Um, yes. So, you know, Kaepernick, we're going to talk about the current Kaepernick situation. And, you know, let's get into it. All right, so Zacchaeus, let's get into our first topic. Let's get into our, our first topic. We'll get to the Super Bowl later, but let's get into our uh, first thing you want to uh, touch on. Hey, yeah, man. So, you know, um, I was hearing a lot over the, over the, um, especially like maybe like late, to late January over concerning, concerning, um, Jamaica, man. And, um, from what I heard and understand is that they are to stay on, on the, um, tourist site. Do not leave the tourist site. I've been hearing that. And, um, and I was reading about Jamaica, man. I was reading about um the 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 murder rate last year. That it was um wow. So it's 6, more, it's more than usual, right? Is that what it is? Six thousand one hundred and sixty-one people died. Homicide um in Jamaica. That's too much murder. And then um and I'm and I'm saying to myself, something's got to be done. Right. And then um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm basically then I'm, and then I, then I heard then I heard later on I'm like wait a minute murder already and <laughs> murder in January, you know um now people are already getting killed already. What's the population of Jamaica? Jamaica's a oh, let me relation Jamaica right now. For a little island, there's a, a big, big, a whole, whole lot of murder. Um, the population of Jamaica is, is crazy. Is is a let me see. The population is. Let me see. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to the population right now. Yeah. But basically, it's a, it's a it's um. This is for, for for twenty. Let me see the population right now. I'm gonna take the figure right now. It's uh, oh yeah, well, it's two million. Eight eight hundred and ninety eight thousand six hundred and seventy seven. That's the population right now as it stands in Jamaica in twenty eighteen. Um, that's that's the population right now. It's still a huge population for for a small small country, island, yeah, small country, yeah. Small country, but yeah. the murder rate is ridiculous. You're talking about one thousand one thousand six hundred sixteen murders. That's crazy, man. But now. Well, talk about the resort. Talk about the resort thing more. And then to you, what does that say for that island? Is that they? You see, they, let me tell you something. Yeah. The resort now that's gonna even stop the um. Because who's the, make? Because who's making the money off of that? I mean, let's just keep it real. The people that not Jamaica itself. I think it's the tour. The tour guides. The thank you. People came to invest 
in the tour in tourism the, um people that invest in the hotels like sandals hotel mm-hmm. different, different hotels in montego bay you have different hotels in in the grill different hotels in um in different in different areas in jamaica that do tourism now um i don't know how much is going the tourism the money's supposed to be going to jamaica because they really bank on the tourism and really bank on a lot, a lot on the tourism. The music is one thing. Reggae music is bringing money to the island too, but really, but well, actually in the, in the artist's pockets too, but it's bringing the tourism um, builds up Jamaica too. But um, now when they do that, now they take it away. When people, it's, it's, so, it's so high, it, people kind of think twice about going to Jamaica. Some Even some, na- some, some natives that, Left Jamaica a long time ago. Are thinking twice about going back and living in a yard. You know, they're thinking twice about well, should I go back? Because well, I'm, I'm afraid for my life. I go back, I might get, I might get some harm might be done to me if I go back. Yeah. So, so maybe I shouldn't go back. And some people, you know, they don't, some natives don't even want to. Some some don't even want to retire in Jamaica because they're afraid of because of the murder rate is so high. Now, I don't know if you, if, I don't know if you ever seen a movie called Shatters. No, I've heard of it. There's, you know, a gangster movie that came out in the early 2000s with um, with um, Kamani Marley, um, dancehall artist Braga Benz, Wycliffe was in it, um, DJ Kali was in it, mm-hmm. and um, Louis Rankins, um, Louis Rankins that played in um, in the movie. You ever seen, you ever seen the movie called Belly? With, yes, um, with yes, Nas and, yes. And there's a Jamaican gangster that that they call him um. He was named. He was that, that's Louis Rankin, the guy that played um. Oh, the one that said the one who was like, "I'm the original Don Dada." Rankin, he played in Shatters. He was a gangster yeah. in Shatters too. Okay. Now, there's a there's a very well known J- Jamaican um actor named Paul Campbell, and he was in the movie. He was in the movie Shatters as a bat as a as a as a Shatters in a, in a movie called Gangsters, but he also played um. Rude Boy, the police officer in the in the movie, the Rude Boy movie in Jamaica, because it's a movie called Rude Boy. Yeah, and he I've played heard of that. Also a cop. Yeah, he he also played a cop, and he played a cop. Uh, he played a, a, a rootless. You no, know, he played a very good cop. He's a very good cop. And right now, Jamaica, right now is um why I say that because right now Jamaica's thinking about this this guy called Renato Renato R. Adams. Renato Adams, they wanted to want to make him a police commissioner. Renato Adams is a uh, was a police officer that that didn't take he was the the the, the criminals feared him. He didn't they really you know he was he did, he was no joke. He was a no joke kind of law enforcement officer in Jamaica. He's chief in Jamaica. Now, joke, they wanna they wanna um for the sake of the for the sake of the citizen and the, for the sake of Jamaica, they wanna make him commissioner. Renato Adams. He was he so he reminds me of the guy called Paul, you know, old joke type of type of law enforcement officer in Jamaica that don't take no joke. Now they have now the person that's in right now that, that you know he's they're taking him as a joke. So that's why the murder rate is so high. I am. They want to get Renato Adams to really to really seize the violence. So they feel that he can do a good job in seizing the violence in Jamaica. Now, um, and this is it's sad because place where you go and you want to relax. You don't tourists don't want to worry about well if I if I 
traveling to Kingston, would I would I get robbed or whatever? Traveling to Kingston, would I get my life is in danger? They don't want to worry about that. Thing, that's the least thing you want to worry about. You know, it's, yeah. it's sad. It's well, really sad. I'm no. So okay, so what's the what's the situation with now Trinidad? Trinidad now. Trinidad murder rate. They already had Trinidad murder rate right now. They already had um a few murders in Trinidad. A few murders in a few murders in Trinidad. Wait, yeah, yeah. And which 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 I'm kind of like shouldn't even be because I know Trinidad. The, right now Trinidad was so bad last year that they put a curfew on the streets. Like yeah, like everybody had to be in at six p.m. to be in. Man, that's early. Because yeah, because the murder rate is, is ridiculous. Now that's Carnival Country now. Carnival they just had like a few weeks ago in Trinidad. You know, a car, you know, with Carnival they had that. That's the thing that they do every year. Carnival they call it back. The Trinidadians they call it back in our time. Trinidad is Carnival time where all the ladies dress up in the um mm-hmm. skimpy outfits and they put on the, the um tradition tra- traditional costumes, the cock you know the cock peacock kind of looking costumes and parade the parade around the streets and looking pretty. The, the murder toll ending last year in um, Trinidad was 449. It was, it, that, that was, that was, and that was 2017. Are you familiar with Cancun, Mexico? Because the same thing that's going on in Jamaica has been a problem with Cancun for a number of years. Tourism is not what it used to be in Cancun. That's true. Because, I didn't know about, I didn't right. know about Cancun. Well, the same thing with Cancun. The crime oh. the crime is out of hand in Cancun now. Well for for a while now. And they've said the same thing to them as far as um you know, don't leave the tourist spots. That it's more safer to be around the tourist spots, you know. So uh, 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 with a resort with a resort tour and stuff like that, because they was talking about all the crime that was happening. Um, even on some of the resort spots, uh, in, in particular, there's a famous beach, uh, that MTV, you know, remember when MTV, they don't do it no more, but they used to remember they used to do their spring break celebrations in Cancun. They used to put it on TV. Yeah, that's true. These. So what, what's going on is spring that, fling. right. Well, spring fling is, is BET, but they used to do their spring break stuff. Uh, 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 I remember that. Very, yeah. po- very popular in the nineties. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to go. It, it, that's that's like way into the two thousands. Right, it did. It ended around that time when it went into the to, to the two thousands. They deaded it, and then, and then you know, then you didn't really see it no more like that. And then BT had the uh, spring fling because that was around that time where BT had their own version of it. Well, that was mainly manufactured by um, MTV, but that's another story. So. Uh, but Spring Fling wasn't in Cancun. Spring Fling was other places. But, okay, being specific to MTV's one. But in particular, there was a spot where MTV would always do their thing there. There was a, a crazy murders around that area. The very same place that uh, MTV would go to. So that is going to discourage tourism. Now, in Mexico, tourism is very important to the economy. So oh, yes, what is what, what has happened with Cancun is 
now the real estate, the property value has gone down tremendously. I mean, you can go to Cancun and get a house down there for almost nothing now. But then you got to deal with the crime. <laughs> so, you know, you have that situation. Now, they're trying to do something better about it. But the, what I'm hearing about Jamaica reminds me of the Cancun situation. So that's what made me bring that up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, in Trinidad, the homicide rates for, you know, this month, January, January 2018, the murder rate now was 59. It's 59 people homicide. homicide. It's 59 homicide cases in Trinidad since last month. I think they're all related. I think they're related in the sense that there's some conflict going on. I don't think it's just, you know, your, your, your particular, I don't think it's free murder. I think what's going on is that you just have some things that are going on. Maybe it's, you know, a combination of uh, uh, some type of, I, I'm not going to call it civil war or anything, but I'll just say some type of gang war, mob war, something. Something's going on. The economy, if the economy is very bad and there's no jobs, that equals crime too. Anywhere yes, in this world. Of course. Oh, yes. So, yes, I, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if we did some more digging, we would find out that the economy is probably uh, in the toilet. It's possible. That um, be, I think, well, Jamaica, I think that um, the $1 worth, I, I think it was worth $65. And, and in Trinidad, the dollar the dollar's worth $7 US. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a big difference there between the two. Big difference no, there between the two islands with that when it comes to the currency. Yeah. First, one dollar's worth two hundred and eight. Dang. Wait, who, say it again. Who? Guyana. The, the um. The, the yeah, Guyana. The money compared to the U.S. dollar, the, the U.S. dollar uh-huh. is worth two hundred and eight dollars, Guyanese dollars. Jesus. It's one of the poorest um countries in South America right now. Well. That's where your fam is from, and you was there last year. Yeah, I was there in twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Okay. Dang, I'm way off. I thought you was there again. <laughs> okay, time <laughs> flies. Uh, but when you was there, did you see any criminal activity like out in the open in the daylight, like crazy? Did you see that down in Guyana? I see poverty, but I didn't see no criminal activity in Guyana. I didn't see no. Um, criminal activity. Seven days, I didn't see no criminal activity in Guyana. I was in um a place called Albert Town, in Georgetown, and I didn't see mm-hmm. no. I even went to Demerara. Yeah. I went. And I didn't see no criminal activity. Just, just poverty. People begging on the street for money. That's about it. It's rough, man. All right, so we we um we're gonna move on. Anything else you want to say about this before we move on to our uh, next topic? Well, the maker's trying to do something as far as they're getting them big up to him. Yeah, trying to get to what he can um, Zacchaeus, that. I don't know what's going on. Zacchaeus, hold on. We're experiencing some uh, experiencing some technical difficulty. Hold on. Just hold on one second. All right. I'm going to have you um repeat. I'm going to have to have you repeat what you just said, okay, about, you know, your last words concerning Jamaica and uh and, and Trinidad. Go ahead. No, Jamaica right now is getting right now. Yeah. 
God. Zacchaeus, hold on. That's... Hold on. Hold on. Here we go again with this mess. Hold on. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for this. This is <laughs> this is what happens when you try to do things, you know, across the across the nation. But it's all right. We're going to get this together. I'm in one place. Zacchaeus is in another. So it's the only reason why this is the technical difficulties has happened. But we're going to start again. Zacchaeus, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Right now, right now, um, Jamaica is trying to um, promote Renato Adams to be a commissioner mm-hmm. in Jamaica. Works because it's, it's just to stop the um, gang violence and the criminal activity. Hopefully, everything will see. So I'm, I'm praying. I don't know. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. But it's going to take some work. Even with Trinidad, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. You know. Yeah. Oh, they want tourists to come there. No, you know, Will Smith was there in Trinidad during Carnival. <laughs> yeah what I got to say about I just want people to be safe out there but I want you to uh, take in consideration that uh, where is this tourism money going to if it's not going to the people then there's no point of putting money into it I just have this thing about how if if it's not better fitting the people who live there be mindful and conscious of that because I feel like if things were allocated properly uh, financially and economically throughout the island, the islands would be in better condition because there are a lot of money that comes in through tourism. A lot. We know that because of the tourism that comes into America is, is, is ridiculous. So if that money is not being allocated throughout the land, then I just want Look, people to be conscious of that and just, un- and just understand. And it's okay to demand well, I don't know. I wouldn't say you can't really make a demand of another country, but it's okay to at least request that, hey, the money that I'm putting in to this part of town uh, or this uh, level of tourism, is this money going to help the country? Because if it's not, it's helping the pockets of the greedy. greedy. And for those of the greed, it's time to get them the heck out of there. How about that? Exactly. Exactly. Yo. Exactly because it doesn't make it doesn't make sense where the private it doesn't make sense that have so much tourism coming to a country and 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 the poverty and the poverty rate is still low. Doesn't that doesn't make any sense? Yeah, don't make no that don't make no kind of sense if, if all this money's coming in as tourism mm-hmm. and then and then all of a sudden now the people still begging on the street like it's um dirt poor and not like um Haiti um. And then you see the, the tourism is not great in Haiti. Standard, to, you know, in Haiti, if, if the economy was better, the economy was building up, tourism would be booming, and the money would be money needs to be put into Haiti. But well, look at the Dominican Republic, man. The the way the resources are allocated in the Dominican Republic are way different from how the tourism is in Haiti, because you actually see the reflection of the money that comes into uh, to DR throughout the land as opposed to what's going on in Haiti. So there's, there's, there's some shady stuff going on, okay? There's a lot of shady stuff going on. I'm going to be honest with you, the, the, the Dominicans in Dominican Republic do not... Haitians. They don't, they don't respect the Haitians. They don't... Don't. From what, I, from what I've gathered, even when I went to Haiti, from what I gather and what I hear, and sure... And sure these times, the two other times of 
people that are here years ago, they don't embrace. They don't, and Dominicans are black themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't embrace them. They don't respect them. They don't embrace them. So, the, the, and I was a Dominican Republic, and I seen, and I went to Punta Cana, and I seen how tourism is booming in Punta Cana. Because it's one island. You think shared a wealth with Haiti, but no, it's two different. Although they're in the same land, it's two different lands altogether. They well, Dominicans do not diff- like it's two different Dominicans do not like Haitians. Right, it's two different one one land, but two different countries. Yes. But what you're yes. but you're referring to is their regard towards Haiti. It's almost like they hate Haiti. That's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Okay. Dominicans, and Dominicans, there they they want to embrace your European. Way more than African image. They don't want to. They don't want to have nothing to do with the African image. Well, historically, well, well, historically, yeah. uh, Dominican Republic had no problem with recolonization in that land from the Spain. So, no, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. And if I'm wrong, then tweet me at the Fifth General, people uh, in the DR, because that's what I've learned. That's what I've come to learn is truth about that island. Or well, that part of the island is that y'all had no problem with them coming in and running things again. That's a problem, and I think that's why you have this level of discord uh, between you know between the two lands, you know. And it's a shame the racism between y'all. First off, y'all all brothers and sisters. Um, if you go back into your history, don't let them make it. Don't let them make it. you say that <laughs> they get so mad at you. Don't let them. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I say this about people from Jamaica and and, and, and Trinidad in America, in Africa. Okay, so at the end of the day, we're all part of this uh uh uh, uh diaspora of the motherland somehow. Everybody need to get it together. Not just Haitians and Dominicans, but everybody need to. You get what I'm saying? You know, just, yep. mm-hmm. just saying. If we're gonna go there, we're gonna go there. You know, so look. Uh, let, let, let's 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 move on. <laughs> so, all right, so Black History Month. Let's yes, talk about it. Now, you wanted you wanted yeah. to pay homage to somebody specifically, right? Yes, I'm gonna bring him up. Um, you know, the this was the, this was the first male to win the um the um Heisman. The Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. What's his name? His name was Ernie Davis. Okay. Ernie Davis was the first black male feed in the, it was in the, since the around the 1950s. Okay. The early 1950s, he got the Heisman. He was the first black male. If I let me get the vibe, I get my um numbers correct. He was the first black male to trophy. Ernie Davis, and um, he di- he died young, but um, to recognize him, and people don't know about him, but I just want to recognize him. Actually, there was a mo- I forgot the name of the movie. There was a movie about him too. Um, Ernie Davis, if you can look him up, he was the first black male to win the um Heisman Trophy. Mm. But it was I think Kevin Costner was in that movie. I forgot the name of that movie though. 
Yeah, I seen that. I said, let me just look this brother up. And uh, um, um, no, and um, I just want to recognize him and as uh, um, Black History. Recognize him in Black History. Okay. Well, um, since, since we were, since I, I only mentioned him because this week was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know the history, those who don't know the history, right. I mentioned Ernie really, Dave. The way you know we, Robinson. Zach Hughes, you're gonna have to repeat that. The Owens and this one, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Sorry for the technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Zacchaeus, I'm gonna have to have you repeat that whole thing again about um about you know it being uh you know people acknowledging acknowledging this history uh, on uh, Super Bowl week. Go ahead. Ernie Davis, um, on I recognize him in Black History because since we're in a mode of that we in a enlighten of the Super Bowl. Black and Black History. I want to recognize him as a um, Ernie Davis as a Black History, Black History um, scholar and a Black History, the, the Black History man that made history mm. and Black History. Because you in 1961 won the Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy in football. You know he was the first Black African American that won the Heisman Trophy in 1961. Ernie, his name is Ernie Davis. Trying to remember, there was a movie that came out about, um, you know, the, um, he passed, he died, he died young, he died of, um, he had leukemia. Mm. I'm trying to remember, they had a movie that came out about him. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember, the, I'm trying to remember the movie. Um, one of the, some of the, um, this movie is, um, I think, it, I think it came out on Netflix to this movie. But um, try, but it's been, been so it's been so long ago. Been so long ago that um, that sometimes you forget that some of that that oh yeah these these kind of movies did these kind of movies did came out but um and um trying to get the name of the movie right now got the name got the name of it um ah. Uh, but 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 I want to recognize Ernie Davis and, and just recognize Ernie Davis. I can't remember Ernie Davis. So I just want to recognize Ernie Davis as um the first black the first African American to win the Heisman Trophy. You know? Yeah. Movie is called The Express. Okay. Yeah, I think it's called the, the Express. Um it came out a while ago. Came out in, ah, it came out in two thousand eight. That was right. It came out in two thousand eight. Came out in um, it's called The Express. The movie's called The Express, and it was produced by um John Davis. It's the two thousand eight. Whoever's um, could check it out. I don't even think it's on Netflix anymore. Um, but um, Ernie Davis. It was the life story of Ernie Davis, and um. Rob Brown, um, 
Ahmed played Ernie Ernie Davis in this movie. Uh, the movie came out since 2008. Can Ernie Davis as a um, recognize him in black this this month's Black History for this week. Ernie Davis, yeah. All right, now yeah. I want I want to talk about Black History Month as far as why it is a month for those who don't know. So, G Carter, G Carter Woodson, because before it was a month, it was a week. So. Black historian G. Carter Woodson is the uh, um, basically with his association for the study of Negro life and history announced the second week of February to be Negro uh, his- History Week. Now, pre- this is we're talking about 1926 now, right? So mm. the precursor to Black, Hus- Black History Month was created in 1926. Now, as far as it being a month, um, that had later happened uh, in 1976 was when Black History Month was officially acknowledged by the United States government. President Gerald Ford gave a very brief spe- speech, uh, quoted, but even more than this, we can seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. So here, here's here, now, now here's me speaking right now. I don't need no month to acknowledge my people. You know what I'm saying? I'm black every month. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, for those culturally throughout our calendar, there there there's a history month or a history acknowledgement time for. Most cultures, I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you'll hear some people say, is there an Asian history month, an Asian this or or, a Mexican history month? I mean, well, yeah. Um, But I would say here's a difference between us and other cultures. Number one, we're talking about a nation of people that were brought from another nation to here. Um. So the only country that black people know who were brought here is this country. And for all the things that we were forced to do, this country needs to acknowledge us. It needs to do, it needs to do more than just acknowledge us. If you are from a, an, another uh, uh, ethnic group or culture, uh, you know that there's a, a, a such and such history year for you because you got your own country to go back to as well as we don't. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I'm just making a point. You know, there's a Women's History Month. I mean, there are are a lot of acknowledges. I mean, you know, black people can have their thing and others can have have theirs too. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, they got this, so we need this. No, you do have it. You just don't know of it. It's not maybe polarized like it should. But understand that there's a land that, you know, other people have the benefits. If if you're you're somebody who's uh, from China and you're here in America, and you're asking, is there a Chinese history month? Hey, uh, Chinese culture is celebrated all year round in China. Hmm. <laughs> what country um, in this nation where black history is acknowledged uh, all year round? It ain't Africa because that Africans, uh, certain African countries are more so dedicated to the country they're in. Not necessarily 
uh, the people all around in every country of that continent. You get what I'm saying? So if mm. you're so if you're in Zimbabwe, then it's Zimbabwe all year round. If you're in Uganda, it's Uganda all year round. But for black people who are brought here, descendants of slaves, there's nowhere where we can go where all year round our history is acknowledged, right? So that's the difference between us and other people, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, I hate to take it there, but that's why that's that's where I got to go with that. That's that's what I got to go with that. But also, I uh, Black History Month um, should be used as a vehicle to celebrate Black people all over the world too. You know, I don't just focus on here in the states. Um, of the accomplishments of what black folks did here in the States, but also throughout the world. You know, this is a good time to uh, dig into history of black people all over. Marcus Garvey, um, Nelson Mandela, Winnie Mandela, um, you know, uh, yeah, even Desmond, uh, Desmond, Desmond Tutu. And I'm trying to just name people who are not from here, but, you know, we can announce Desmond Tutu, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, um, you know, a lot of things that we could do, you know what I mean? But uh, definitely here because for the most part, a lot of our heroes here, the black voice uh, is definitely here. Um, I can't really think of that much of, of a representative of the black voice in another country uh, like we once had with Garvey. I mean, I'm going I'm to just ask you a question, Zach Kears. Yes. Is there another Marcus Garvey out there who's not in the nation? In in this nation? Is it anybody that you can name today? I, I well, there was a uh, man years ago in Guyana named um, um Burnham. I mean he um he was recognized in Guyana. He did he he was he was a, like I guess one of the first um, black presidents in Guyana, and um, he he's kind of opened some some certain doors for Guyana to get his lead way. He was part of the the 1966 independence of Guyana from British from, from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. March 19, 19, no 1966 Independence Day in Guyana. Uh, that's that's as far as I know. Um, but but anybody to take Marcus Garvey place, Marcus Garvey. Um, I could say a lot about Marcus Garvey. Yeah, I could say a lot about um, Burnham too, but I could say that definitely a lot about Marcus Garvey. Marcus Garvey was a was a visionary. Right. He was a um, because Garvey was a man that 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 when he started the he started the Black Star lineup. Um, is boy. And take Otto was. Oh, God, here we go again. Zacchaeus, hold on. Hold on a second. Okay. While I'm working through this technical difficulty, let me say something real quick. And I'm going to have you come back in, Zacchaeus. Just, just give me a second here. So, um, the, the, the point of my question was is that when you look up black history in America, um, the voice of black people 
Uh, you definitely see it here in this nation. There are plenty of people that we can name here in America who kept that, um, who fought through the beautiful struggle was what they call it. And had that voice that, uh, for black rights, I'm not even going to say civil rights. I'll just say black rights because, you know, these are just things that, um, that I've known, known to see. And then what I still see, um, but I don't want people thinking that, uh, our voice, the black voice right now is only that of an Al Sharpton, and Jesse Jackson. That's bull crap. Hate hearing that, you know? Right. So I was just trying to say that, you know, we don't necessarily have anybody in another country who is speaking for black folks everywhere. You don't have that like you once did with Garvey. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, and I was saying I wish I wish we did have that because we got to have more black voices throughout the world to unite with the black voices here in America to bridge that gap. Cuz the gap, the bridge is 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 not burned completely, but the bridge is there's a bridge but it's not connected. It's like a bridge to nowhere sadly. And so we need that to be uh that that, that we need to bridge the gap with black people all over the world um, with the voices there and the voices here, because the one thing I recognize about Mandela before he passed away is that he called black folks everywhere, his brothers and sisters, Mm. not just black folks Mm. in South Africa. That's the difference Mm. between a Mandela and maybe somebody else, you know, somebody else sitting at home on a couch in another country you know they don't really look at us as our. They don't. They don't see us as uh, us as the same people. If they see themselves as black, they see themselves as a different type of black. Remember, we had this conversation about uh, the other week about Mia uh, when I mentioned Mia Love and how she only got offended when when Donald Trump said something about Haitians, but didn't uh, say anything when he was talking about black people right here in this country. Right. right. Okay. And that need I'm tired of that mess. But anyway, things should be a little better with the audio. Zach, here's go back to what you were saying about Garvey. Now we're gonna get into our Super Bowl topic. And Marcus Gar- Marcus Garvey. It was, it was, it was, I was saying a lot about Marcus Garvey. I was mentioning those in the in the past, but I mentioned also Marcus Garvey was a was a visionary and a man of his of his um before his time, you know. Right. That his motto was Africa for the Africa for the Africans. Yeah. Um, J. Edgar Hoover um, messed that up. He, he sabotaged that by using our own people to, to turn against him to sabotage the, the Black Star Liner ship to yeah. voyage back to Africa. So yeah. Marcus Garvey never made it back that. He never made it to Africa. Um, nope. May I add that he also uh, said that um, that he didn't believe that all black people in America or, or or throughout the islands and throughout through South America, all the Americas where we were um, on plantations, that he didn't think that all of us should go back. He admitted himself that there are some who should stay and some who should go. So I, I he did say uh, Africa for, for Africans, but he also uh, came to the point where he was like, hey, you know, there are some that would do no good there. But for the ones that will, they should go back. And then the right, ones that are right. going to uh, uh, be here, stay here, but and then fight the good fight. 
Um, but yeah, Zacchaeus, go ahead. Yeah, and um, it was it was just just um, it was a he was a man of his before his own time, and it was just sad to see how it was that they sabotaged the ship. You know, we could even build up before to to make that voyage back to Africa. Uh, Marcus Garvey is one of them, but I also want to re- I also recognize um, Jack um, Jack Desalines for the revolution in Haiti. That was back in eighteen oh six, something like that. Eighteen oh six, and and um, Toussaint Louverture. But um, these are these are these are these are people that's um, outside of the Americas that that change the way we look at the world. They change. Like uh, Haiti had his own his first independence. Haiti gained independence centuries ago, 1806, when they beat the when they took, um, fought against the French and did not allow French not to own them. But look at Haiti. But we but we also look at Haiti today, and we see how we we see it because of and and gain his independence. The natural resources of Haiti was stolen and taken. Maybe by his own leaders too, because they had a. Um, this was this is another thing too. They have some. They have. This is why sometimes. So, well kept because they have some greedy people in this world. They have some greedy people. They got some greedy. Pe- they have some greedy leaders in Haiti. I'm trying to remember his name. Greedy leaders that they took resources, took money out of the Swiss account, and took resources that Haiti needed to build up and and this is the result yeah Ninth, and this is because I'm, I'm speaking because of you um if we can all this i'm learning this go also learned how to unite and learn how to stop this division that oh i'm this and no you're uh, i'm the if we can all unite and just stand together and maybe it'll be a difference and in, Building up our countries like Jamaica, building up our countries like Trinidad, and building up our countries, even here in the, it's building up unification here in America because um, yeah. no, there's no unification. When there's no unification, when the people are divided, the people are sad. To say that, even when Doctor um, Brother Doctor Boyce Watkins talks about about building circulating money in our own community. It's, it's tough to even get us to get us to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned all this to say that um, we we took, we mentioned Black History and we big it up, but also we have to, but Dr. King and those markers in um, V and and Gavis talk about unification and talk about fighting and building a better Americas. Yeah, you know, we mentioned many, many of those. W. E. B. Du Bois. No, I guess he, you know, and um, A. A. and Adolf, A. Randolph. People in Black history that um, that they, you know, they tried to make changes and make a difference, but we recognize them today. Hold on, say that last name again, because it cut out. Who Randolph? Who? Um, A. Randolph. Okay. And um and so forth and Thurgood Marshall and mention mention throughout 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 up you know we just mentioned Black History man and um there's more to mention to some women yeah 
that that was that should be recognized in Black history. You yeah, know. Harriet uh, Tubman, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, Hannah. Yes. I think I'm saying the name right. Um, Shirley Chisholm. Um, he says him right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a Shirley lot of yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot mm-hmm. of there's a lot of people. Angela Davis, um, Kathleen Cleaver, Cleaver. That's I think yeah. Cleaver's wife, well, ex-wife, but but um, but yeah. So we're gonna have to we'll revisit this throughout the month. But what we got to do is get into because we're approaching towards the end of the show, the Super Bowl now. Mm-hmm. If anybody's been paying attention to my social uh, handles, I, you know, I don't really tweet a lot or post a lot, but, you know, I talked about Super Bowl. You know, I talked about um, how I wasn't watching it this year. It doesn't matter if it's Super Bowl Sunday or not. I've got on here uh, uh, during um, this show in the round circle and said that I was boycotting the NFL because of the mistreatment of uh, Kaepernick and football players who take the same stance as Kaepernick. And, you know, I wanted to um, stick to that. And I did. Didn't hurt me none. Um, So, you know, let's get into it. So I posted something on Twitter. And I want us to analyze this, okay? Posted something on Twitter. And I talked about how I was feeling. And what, what my post says... So when this, you know, at the fifth general on Twitter, I said, so when the season started, you was with Cap. Now it's Super Bowl Sunday, and now you with Pat. Pat short for the Patriots. Now, I'm sitting there on my social media. This is not to call nobody's name out. It's not about that. But I'm just keeping it real. And I'm making an example of sticking to a cause. You know, this is why black people can't stick to a cause. They make excuses why they can't. And the one thing I said, the reason why I said that is because I'm looking at my timeline. I'm seeing all these people who said that they wasn't going to watch football because of Kaepernick. But meanwhile, they're watching football. (laughs) So I have a question for all you who said you were going to boycott H&M because of the coolest monkey in the jungle shirt. Um, are you at H and M? Uh, as you're listening to this podcast, whether you're at home or or out and about mobily, um, you're probably in H and M right now, pulling out your credit card. Yep. I'm just saying, if you can't stick to a a, a cause for a football season for a couple of months, you can't stick to a cause for a year or years. If you can't yeah, even if yeah. you if you can't even do that, then don't talk to me about protesting anything, boycotting anything. I'm just saying. I'm 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 just saying. So this is um. What's up? No people. It's people. Oh yeah, we're gonna boycott, 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 and then they don't hear about it no more. So they go back into the oh, I'm gonna watch it now because nobody's talking about it no more. Um, yeah, I'm, well, I'm gonna watch it now because nobody's really no more. That's it's faded out. Uh, so they don't really, but but Kaepernick is still Kaepernick is still alive. Kaepernick is still yeah. 
collecting donations for different causes. Yep. Kaepernick is still active. Yep. You you may not hear about him on the news. This man has been doing things for the community. The news, his his level of activism has actually uh, gotten better since the boycott. You know, Time Magazine recognized him. Um, GQ uh, uh, recognized him as Man of the Year. I mean, he got an award from I think the ACLU. Or, or, uh, you know, I mean, this man has been doing his thing. The ten for ten million, the ten for the ten for ten million uh, foundation where. You know, you pledge ten thousand, and it has to equal ten million. And this money is going towards uh, organizations um, and uh, and communities, um, and uh, and also towards organizations fighting against uh, injustice. Injustice. So, children's communities, uh, communities that actually help organizations that actually help uh, communities, whether it be in the cities and stuff like that. I mean, this man. You know, I love what this man is doing. To me, he's the next Ali. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As far as his activism, as far as him being a sports guy. I mean, how many people do you know are going to put their job, their career on the line in their prime? Ain't like he old. He can still get out there in the field and do work. I mean, this doesn't happen every day. It doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. I no, res- it doesn't. I, I respect him more than most people right now. You know, I wish I could meet him in person and just kind of get into his mind and, and see where he's at. And this is somebody. Yeah. And this is somebody who's who's who who wasn't even raised by black parents because uh, his original parents deaded him sadly, and the man ain't even. Uh, and then the man is half black. I mean, he's more the man, uh, 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 uh um, <laughs> is biracial, but he more black than black people. Hello. That's something. This man out here got an Egyptian girlfriend, Arab Egyptian at that. And she has been supporting the cause of people of color and black people with Kaepernick. And here, y'all black folks out there, uh, about as black as a purse, your wife is black <laughs> as a purse, and you can't even support black people. You don't even want to be black. And here we got a man who's half black and uh his girlfriend who is who 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 looks like she's that of an Arab. This I'm not I'm not saying this to be funny. Although I apologize for the black as a purse thing. That's not right. I was just trying to make a point. Sorry. I love blacks. Look, I, I'm, I'm black as a purse. Okay. I love, so I love my skin. I love it. I'm, I'm not, I'm, that, that was a bit, that, that was a bit off putting. Sorry. But I'm just trying to make a point that this man, uh, who is half black is doing more for black people than black people who are full black. That's the point I'm making. Right, 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 right. I mean, this man is a proud black man. Right, right. You know, I'm noticing a trend here uh, that I see. Uh, <laughs> I see. I'm starting to see certain light-skinned brothers and brothers who are mixed caring more about black people than black people who are my complexion. Yes. That what's going on? You know, it's like this. Malcolm X, um, by the way, he was mixed. 
uh, Angela Rye, as light-skinned as she is, you know she got to have some white in her. She's for black folks. Jesse Williams, evidently mixed, because you saw his mother and his father at the BET Awards when he got up there, accepted that humanitarian award two years ago. That's a black man. Just so happens to be dating uh, uh, Minka Kelly, but that's besides the point. Um, But the point I'm making is, is that I applaud this man. Now, his stance with the NFL, I mentioned this to say this because you have people who said that they were standing with him. I mean, personally, standing with him, and they're not even, oh, God. With, with I, I, I just so happen to be recording and a car alarm goes off right next to me. Yeah. Okay, it's done. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm recording this in my house. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So like you said. Yeah, like like I'm saying now, Zacchaeus, I'm sorry, I want to give you some time to talk about this. A lot of time. What do you say about those people who stood with Kaepernick? I mean, even took pictures with him. And said that they was going to boycott um, the NFL this season. And then all of a sudden you see them with, uh, with courtside uh, uh, well, uh, 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 tickets. Field, you know, uh, uh, um, well, not courtside because, you know, but fieldside front row tickets uh, right. out there in Minnesota at this game. And then I'm going to go in on Justin Timberlake in a second. Go ahead, Zach. It's, like, it's like this people it's a phase with them it's a fad everything is a for some people everything is a fad if they if, if they if they if something is going on that's hot right now and if it's not hot right now they 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 just go back into whatever where they would they just go back to team that they were doing they don't some people don't stand for anything some people they'll, they'll stand with you in the beginning oh they're strong yeah company we stand with you we ain't watching the nfl Give them two weeks. And they give them two weeks. They're back doing the same old routine like it never happened. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like this. It's like, <laughs> it's like Rosa Parks in the back. They didn't want to give up her seat. Mm-hmm. She's in the back of the bus. She's tired. Right. Now, that's some black folks. They'll still go back and sit in the back of the bus like she never stood up for nothing. Same thing. No different from Kaepernick. Yeah. Okay, I'm still... Oh, yeah, he, he did it over that for that one week. Oh, that was hot. That was big. You know what? Uh, they don't hear nothing about it, so they go back to doing... The, they go back to doing whatever they were doing. Um, a lot of us don't... You know, it's, it's, it's sad because a lot of us... When Kaepernick was doing this, they had some... I'm going to say it, man, Jay. They had some coons that didn't want to stand with him. They were saying he was a fool to give up all that money. Told me that he's a fool. Some just like my that look just like me that said that he's a fool to give up all that money. The man is a hero. They they, they had some coons that said he's a fool to give up that he where he's gonna get his next shit. They, they they said well he well he gave up he gave up his NFL career. He was a he was a fool to do that. He's not gonna where is he gonna get his next check? Where is he gonna get? Where is he gonna feed his family? Where is he? Gonna, what what is he gonna do to do for money? He shouldn't have done that. He, he gave it up. 
he should have been like the other NFL players. Take, you know, he didn't respect the flag. He should have took. He should have set up and salute the flag. Yeah, I have a lot of coons that said that said that, and and, and I heard them. They said that. That's why things are the way we are because we don't stand united. I'm like, man, you know, um, coons and coons are very dangerous, man. They, <laughs> yeah, they are. They are dangerous to us. They're not can't be can't be trusted. People at all. Coons are dangerous because they look like us. That's what makes them more dangerous because they look exactly like us. So it's easy for them to infiltrate into us into assimilate. But in the means of trickery, because they still propel the um, the empire of white supremacy. That's why coons are very dangerous. They're able to be the best agents of all time in this struggle because they look like us. Yes. So I want to touch on around. Right. Around they degrade our people. Mm -hmm. They degrade our women. They degrade our women. Say that they're no good. They're ratchet. Yep. You know, I'm not gonna call a name, but this brother's this. You know, he's on social. He's on. He's on. He has his own show. That they're ratchet, that they're no good. Yeah. All black women are this. All black women, you know, if, if you know who I'm talking about, all black yeah, women are that. Mm -hmm. All black women are no good. All right. black women are this. Yeah. All black women are that. All black women need to get real here. All black women, need... yo. But meanwhile, for these brothers and sisters who talk this junk about black other black folks, where are their white women and white men that they love so much? I mean, I'm just saying, if you if you're a black man and you uh, hate sisters, but you want a white woman so bad, where's your white woman at? Okay, <laughs> and if you're a sister and you want to uh, swirl so bad, and Mammy and Ben Wench bed wench for a white man, where's your white man at? The the sole thing that you hate and desire, your the, the that desire part you're not fulfilling yet. So I want to ask your opinion, my brother. Now, you know, uh, Jay-Z denied um, uh, uh, um, an offer to, to perform at the Super Bowl halftime because of his support for Colin Kaepernick. Justin Timberlake didn't. Let's let that sink in. So the very, so the very guy who branched out of NSYNC so-called adopted a black sound to his music, got with some black producers, got with some black folks, and made some great music, by the way, I'll say. And then I'm going to actually cut him deep uh, uh, after I mention this. Uh, has made a career off of his solo career, off of getting with you know Timberland, Pharrell, and all these other people. Jay-Z said no because he stood for the cause. Justin Timberlake, by taking this, does not stand for the cause. So, so for all you... Yeah, I said it. And I, and, I, and I don't care if he says otherwise. Justin Timberlake, I'm going to have to put you in the same circle as Miley Cyrus and, and, and Justin Bieber. You are a culture vulture. <laughs> they gotta call it like it is. Okay. Brother. You are a culture vulture. 
because it would have meant more powerful for you. It would have been more of an impact if you would have said, you know what? I'm not going to do it either. You know, and you know, this is very telling because this is a guy who performed with Janet Jackson. Oh yeah, this is coming. And, and they came together and you know, when she performed years ago, years ago, and exposed her bre- her, her right breast or the left breast. I, I don't know what breast it was, but it was a breast. And um, they both was held accountable for it, although she was held more accountable for it because it was her breast, even though it was his hand. Um, and she went through all the all the uh, apologizing and all she had to do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, the woman had to say she was sorry more than that man did. She's not allowed to perform at a Super Bowl no more, but he is. Let that let that sink in. Let that sink in. Okay. And you got black people out there talking about, oh, uh, you know, uh, I can't wait uh, to see him when he comes on tour, and when he comes to my city, I can't wait to see him. And you're loving him, you're loving him just like you were loving Miley Cyrus and just like you was loving Justin Bieber. But they are not for the cause. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but if you ain't for the cause, get the heck away from me. I don't care what you look like. If you are black and you ain't from the cause, get away from me. And if you ask me, Justin Timberlake, just based off the fact that he didn't say no, and then Jay-Z said no, Justin Timberlake is a potential enemy to the cause. Yeah. Zach here's what is your side on all of this? I've heard of the halftime show and I, and I said, okay. And I said the same thing to myself too. I said, wait a minute, didn't a few years ago that Justin Timberlake and John Jackson was performing? Was she you know, they was performing and, and and some um outfit dysfunction went on and her her breast was exposed <laughs> and all of us, and, I, and I don't think she's going to get invited to another Super Bowl ever again. That's my, and I, I was just, okay, I said, okay, yeah, John Jackson's done with Super Bowl. Well, she's the just re- she, comes, This is a yeah. second time coming back. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, double standard. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to continuously say it. Different strokes for, for different, different folks. Came back in 2018 and performed on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yo. and, I, and, and, I, and I respect Jay and I love Jay-Z for this. Stood his ground and he said no for the cause for the cause of what cabinets were. To this day, people believe people believe that Kaepernick disrespected the flag. They believe to this day that he disrespected understand mm-hmm. or they don't want to understand or they or they they're pretending that they don't understand that for black male and female with police brutality getting slaughtered daily by the police hands of the police and with police brutality and and not getting no justice justice for it till this day believe that Kaepernick I'm not talking about just white white supremacy folks. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about just the supremacy mm-hmm. folks. Mm-hmm. 
folk, some of our coons too. Oh, that he disrespected the folk. Um, I don't want to cut you <laughs> off, but would you agree that Jay Z um was kind of in a position where he had to um uh, turn down the Super Bowl performance because of that album he put out and a song polarizing like um uh story of OJ. If if Jay would have did the halftime uh, performance, and um, after doing a song like Story of OJ, we probably would have looked at him side eye. So I feel like Jay Z didn't have a choice but to say no. But I'm glad he said no. They offered him a lot of money to perform. He turned down a lot of money, and a lot of people called him a fool and said, "Well, he should have just accepted it so he could perform Story of OJ there." Um, no, because once again, they just make money off of you. See, yeah, but you see, the thing is, him. You see, him. It meant a lot for him to say no, though. I, I'm not taking that away from him, but what he, I'm saying he, is, he put himself in a position he where he money. had to say no. He turned on that money, but you know what it is? It's called taking a stand. Thank you, and that's the point we're making. If you don't stand for something, it's called. Many people, many of our folks over the over centuries and decades, and they took they take a stand. It's called. I look at it as taking. Yeah, he has a lot of money that he turned down, but you know what? It's good on the history as a as a man that took a stand and as a hero. Mm-hmm. And and this album he put out was an album to 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 awaken some of our young brothers and sisters out there. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why he put it out. And there's a reason why he didn't go to the Super Bowl. There's a reason why he didn't go to the Super Bowl and perform because he was taking a stand. Yeah. He took a stand just by doing that song. There, there, there is not, a, there isn't another Jay-Z song that is on the content of the story of OJ. I, I can't think of one. When I go through Jay-Z's catalog, he does not have another song like this. Ever. That's why Story of OJ surprised the heck out of me. I remember when, uh, when I first heard it, I said, "Wait a minute, this is the same Jay Z." Yeah, there is no other Jay Z record that's like that. Will there be another one again? I don't know, but it goes to show you that one record, that one record, changes the conversation on how we feel about Jay Z. As an artist and as a black man. Come on now. No, I I I I was I was not surprised that Kaepernick when they performed it um last night. I was really not surprised. You know, um at all. No, I mean you 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 fit the perfect term called culture vulture. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Man, it's a culture vulture. I ain't never, I ain't never bought yeah. a Justin Timberlake album or bought a per. I ain't, I ain't never did that. I ain't, and, and I'm not gonna start. I'm sorry, but some things are more than music to me. Some things are more than music to me. They are more than sports, more than music, more than this, more than life. Okay, some life is you know black life, the 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 black life is more important to me than some 
sports event. Some, you know what I'm saying? It's just more important to me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having it. Like, you know, you know, um, it's funny. It's funny because some people say, well, fifth, uh, I, 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 maybe I'd have to call you a hypocrite because I bet you if you was offered certain amount of money to do such and such and such, hey, I haven't been in that uh, position. I haven't been in that position, but I have had, I've, I've lost a job because I didn't let nobody. I mean, I took a stance at a job that I had a long time ago and ended up getting fired because I didn't take, because I didn't take a, 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 a no crap. So I've took stances before that cost me money, small money, money nonetheless. So ain't, ain't like I never took a stance in my life that, that, that had money involved, you know? A lot of people do that. Hey, when you, if you was doing this and you would, no, I've lost money before. Yes. So, no, this is nothing new to me. Nothing new to me. And, and let me tell you something right now. In this world of white supremacy, you, you, the whole goal is, the whole thing is you can't avoid it completely. But it's to deal with it as minimal as possible. So if you could deal with it as minimal as possible and not compromising uh, uh, the things that are very near dear to you, you know, then I applaud you for that. But if your whole thing is, well, if I if we can't beat them, join them. No, that, that's that's the mindset of a coon. That's the mindset of a coon. There's a big difference right, right. between there's a big difference between survival and cooning. Survival is, hey, there's no um uh 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 these these black um uh, uh when I go to a grocery store there's toilet paper brands and in this store um I don't uh, none of them are black owned but I still gotta wipe my butt that's survival you know what I'm saying cooning is hey well you know um they're gonna pay me to dress up in blackface. And they're going to pay me more than the black man who's going to offer me a part in his movie being a doctor. So I'm not so for the money. I'm just going to dress up in blackface. That's cooning. Exactly. There's a difference between cooning and survival. I know we live in uh, white supremacy as a global system. I get it. But like I said, the goal is to deal with it as minimal as possible. Minimal as possible, meaning you try to avoid it at most causes. De- mm-hmm. You know, deliberately giving up and saying, oh, you know, that's that's another thing. That's two different things. Because coons do believe if you can't beat them, join them. Omarosa, that mammy. Mammy, mammy. I mean, you know, the, the cotton, the cotton that she picked for that man, Donald Trump, President 45. Mango Magnus, uh, Cheese Doodle Man. I mean, that. Th- th- I mean, and then look what happened. She got kicked out. All that, all oh, that, didn't save her. All oh, that thing had been cotton. All oh, that, <laughs> you know, that didn't save her. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Look, I don't want to get off track, but I-, I was trying to make a point about Justin Timberlake, and I- I know there's probably people who listen to this show. Who'll probably upset that I talked about their uh uh white knight in shining armor. <laughs> but I'm sorry. That's some culture vulture stuff, man. Yeah. And I'm only calling him that based off of 
how he's gained his uh his fans through his solo career and the type of music that he's done and the team that he has got with. That's why I call him a culture vulture. Now, if Justin Timberlake would have been doing another, uh, uh, if he would have been doing country music, I wouldn't have called him a culture vulture. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I expect a country artist uh, <laughs> to be to be a uh 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 to perform at a um yeah. uh, at a um at a Super Bowl. That's probably what they should do. They should have had Dolly Parton up there. That would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They should have had. They should have had. Uh, what's that dude name? Uh, he did that song with LL Cool J. Oh God, what's his, <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. But it would have made sense if they would have had like a hard rock group, or or yeah, you know, it would have made, made a lot of sense. It would have been I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have called them culture vultures because they're not trying to uh they're not a vulture of black culture. You know, although rock and roll was created by black people. I, well, anyway, and then country music was too. But but that's another but that's another story. The point I'm making is. It's Justin who, who accepted it. Timberlake, that is. Because there's two Justins. There's Justin Bieber. That for those who who who, who know me by now, I, I don't I don't like a Justin Bieber for nothing. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Justin Timberlake, I was a little uh 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 a little different about him to a certain degree. But the fact that he accepted this, nah, he a culture vulture, man. He a culture vulture. Culture vulture. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna get into what to what to people that to to. to I, I'm gonna just recognize. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to close the show. Like I'm, I'm, yeah, we're gonna have to close the show soon. My bad, but yeah, get into what you got to say, Zachary. Sorry about that. Get in, I'm gonna get into um, Snoop Dogg, who been um, he started the league, the football league, with, with inner city inner city kids a long time ago. But I'm just gonna want to recognize him, man, because he's really doing something to tribute to the community, and he's doing something to. And, and um, he's called the um, they call the um, L.A. Um, he's called the Snoop, the L.A. Snoop Steel Snoop Steelers. There's a football league, kids football league, and he and I can see that um, there's a lot of if you go on um, Netflix, he has a um special, and it's called um, it's called um. I forgot the name of the name of the special is called Snoop League Football League. It's called it's called the Snoop League Football League, and um, these really helps his help his community by helping inner city youths in um encouraging them to stay off the streets and get them out of gangs and keeping them focused and keeping them and trying to get them to a successful position in life. Also, I want to big up. I also want to big up Shaggy too because Shaggy, um, although Shaggy, I'm talking about Shaggy, the dancer, reggae artist who contributed. He donated one million American dollars to his hospital in Jamaica, and he's um and he and he's in he concerts with called Shaggy and Friends to to help push money towards helping Jamaica with hospitals, helping Jamaica with building up and building up hospitals and equipment. And machinery that people need in hospitals in Jamaica. So that is what people, black people, they're also like Kaepernick, doing to contribute 
to our community. Okunin, this is all straight community out and building a, a, a circle around the community, community that can help others out. So I just wanted, I just want to recognize those guys and and big them up, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, because I mean, but when you don't, but see, you're not helping when you put down our sisters, brothers, and sisters, and you, you're you're a brother yourself, and you're not, and you're a sister yourself, and you're not really, you, you're not doing, you're not being an asset to your community. But no, the only thing you can sit there and you can badmouth people and badmouth what others are doing, and, and, and that's not helping the community. Sometimes you'll say that you oh, I'm not in a position to have money, but you can do little steps. A little steps. I mean like 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 okay, you know what? I, I don't have ten thousand dollars to give to Kaepernick, but I can I can at least not watch because he because he took a stand and he didn't do that. And he and, and he and, you know, I can at least not, you know, um was an H and M store. I can at least not go shop there because mm-hmm. they just disrespected my people, man, and yes. I, and I don't like what they did. Yes. So I can at least not go put my money in H and M store. Yes, an example of of not as being a contribute. As you don't have, to, it's not you don't have to have a low lot of money, but you could but little steps like that you can take and say that okay, you know what? I'm not gonna take this disrespect. I'm gonna help support my people. I'm not gonna my money into doesn't contribute to my community or myself. Yeah. Def- definitely. Uh, what I'm going to say is going to be very brief because I think I didn't said enough before it started. Before, oh, yeah. I, before I got to my final thought. But I just want to say pay attention to those who come in as allies but they are really enemies to the cause make money off of the people but give nothing back to them and then make excuses to why they're going to be on um make excuses for white supremacy care for those so find it interesting we have what we have today people who uh who fell out of standing for the cause uh, with the Super Bowl. Uh, Justin Timberlake is a culture vulture. And meanwhile, when uh, Philly celebrates um, the the champion, their first championship, NFL championship for the Eagles, there have been footage of people rioting in the streets, tearing apart vandalism, tearing apart public property, and they just so happen to be the people of a complexion that is uh, the opposite of black, uh, melanin deficient, and pigmently challenged people. And they call that a celebration. But when black folks in Baltimore were protesting their anger about what happened to Freddie Gray, they called them savages and called it a riot. But hey, Double standard munch. And this is all on the first week of February. But hey, happy Black History Month, everybody. 
<laughs> Zacchaeus, where can they reach you? Reach me at. You can hit me, on, hit me up on Facebook, Wayne Zacchaeus Bacchus on Facebook. You can hit me up on um Instagram. You can also, yeah, like Wayne Bacchus, but also you can get me on Zacchaeus B73. That's on Instagram. Also, you can reach me on Twitter, Wayne Bacchus 2 on Twitter. All right. And you can reach me at the Fifth General, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. Let me clear up that last comment. That comment. I'm 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 pointing out the media's racism. You know, uh, when white people uh, riot, they don't call it a riot, but when black people do, they call it one. I'm just saying, if you're gonna call it down the middle, call it down the middle for everybody. Right. I'm just pointing out the media bias. And my problem is with white supremacy, not white people. Just want to say that again. And I have to say that this being the last episode of this season of Mrs. Z and Fifth. I want to thank everybody for listening to this show. Everybody. Thank you so much. This was our return to uh, broadcasting like we once did back with. Life's on radio back in 2008 to 2009. Um, I hate that, it, that we've had that much time to not do any radio after all this time. But, hey, you know, this is what this is how we're going to be. And we have a bright future uh, for both of us. And yep, um, yes. the, round, uh, oh, um, the round circle will now continue um, about a week from now. Hold on, let me get my calendar out. Uh, February uh, 23rd will be episode 11 of the Round Circle. That returns, okay? Yeah. Um, and our brother Cinema Escapes is, will join us on that show because that's the show that all three of us have together. Um, but this is the season finale. Okay, this will be up, uh, you know, Friday. Even though we're recording this on a Monday, but it'll be up on Friday. Yes. So, um, and we're going to take a week off. Before we start getting back on the mic again. So, Mrs. Ian Fifth will be back in a couple of months. Uh, we will make the announcement uh, once the round circle is done uh, with that. And then we'll be back and catch us on the round circle. Topics, circle. topics are a little different, but somewhat similar. You know, from time to time, if anything, we got to talk about that relates to the. Uh, Mrs. Ian Fifth will do that on the Round Circle. The Round Circle is a, is a separate podcast. Separate, but almost same audience, but more so separate for the most part. All right. Uh, Zachy, is anything you want to say to the people out there as far as, you know, with the show and your appreciation and how the journey has been so far with the uh, Mrs. Ian Fifth podcast? Those who have been listening, the support that we've been getting, and especially on Audio Mac, on YouTube. YouTube yeah. um, you know, thank you for listening and tuning into our show. Um, looking forward to doing the round circle with our brother Cinema Escapes. Yeah. I'm just happy to um be, be we me and Fifth are just happy to just um give you a good show, a good talk show, and good insight to what's going on around our globe. Those thank for informing you on things that you didn't know. So we thank we appreciate it. We thank you. 
And we'll be back on with the round circle. You know, we'll be back on with the round circle. Tune into the round circle coming soon. Yep, mid February. So thank you and happy Black History Month for the. That's right. Exactly. All right, so signing off, Mr. Z. E and the. And fifth. See y'all next time. Yeah. Peace. Peace.